Through the lens of loving local and seeing global, we obsessively search for people whose stories need to be told and how OKC played a supporting role. Hosted by Katherine Bexton and Emmy Cobes, welcome to Action City. Emmy. Hi. Hi. It's really, it's not Monday today. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. We've just, this last couple of weeks have just been a little wild. It's been a blur. It really has. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the next um, four weeks are going to be any better, just so you know. Yeah, I'm realizing that. Mm-hmm. I really am. I don't know. I Like, Christmas is so funny. It's so festive and fun. But then sometimes I feel like I get the, like, holiday blues a little bit. Do you get that? I do. And you know what? Last year I had a total meltdown. I think, as we know, we talked oh, about how I right. said I was, wished I was dead so everybody could see what it was like to not have me at Christmas. But oh it's just <laughs> it's a, the most traumatic thing. It's a lot of work, people. Yeah, I mean, it and is. I just don't think, I mean, definitely my other half does not understand. I mean, so now I think we might be going to. Colorado for Christmas. That's fun. Which will be fun. But I mean, I can't really go. I have to stay at the show, whatever. And Jim's like, well, yeah, it'll be fine. And I'm like, you understand that every gift has to be shipped to Colorado now, right? Like you under, like he so didn't even. The logistics. Yeah, the logistics of it. It never even yeah. crossed his mind. He hadn't thought about the Christmas card, the presents, um, the decorations. He We did go get her. I mean, I had several peaks, but we did go get our Christmas tree on Sunday. <gasps> Wait, that was going to be my peak too. Oh, it was? Yes. You go first. Well, Okay, so what we can we can have a shared peak. Let's we have can a talk peak. about our our shared. We got peak. our trees at the same place, right? Yes, the Wells Family Farm. The Wells Family Farm, which is, is our favorite. We the discovered them place. last year. How did you find them? You're the one who told me about them. Um, well, I just had such a good experience last year. But I mean, how'd you get there originally last year? I feel like my mom found them. It I honestly don't place. remember. I didn't go in person last year. Remember, I, That's you right. got he your delivered. tree and then I emailed him and Josh delivered it. He delivered it. Jesse or Josh? Jesse did not. It was Josh okay. who works for Jesse and gotcha. Katie. He delivered it again this year and it was awesome. Yeah. So you guys went the whole family. We did. Although that was kind of a mistake. My kids are too young. Well, let me tell you, my kids are too old. There's no magic <laughs> age. Okay. They were like, mom, I mean, let's get this over with. We've got stuff to do. I mean, we, do we really have to go get this tree with you? I mean, they kind of. They did complain. Yeah, I feel like we need to subtract my kid's age from your age. Yes, and, then and that we would be have, the perfect age. Right? Exactly. But yeah. they did. Did yours pose for a picture of Santa? So Santa wasn't there, but we did uh, do the photo booth. We he, had Santa. See. My yeah. kids even said, yeah, let's get a picture with Santa. And I was like, oh my, oh my God. You're like, did you get Donut Man? No. Who's Donut Man? Okay. So when we were there, Donut Man, which is my favorite food truck because it's these like hot, fresh mini where donuts. Does, where does one find Donut Man except for at the Christmas tree farm? Well, so that's where I found him originally was last year and I talked about him on here and then he's been at a couple of events um, since then, just randomly. I've never like sought him out, but Donut Man donuts are, they, they're mini and they come out like piping hot oh, and they're so, so fresh. Oh, they're so good. If I had seen Donut Man, I definitely would have gone. However, it had been like four days of just eating nonstop. That's kind true. Of, so I was trying to yeah, I didn't really investigate. There was okay. a taco truck. Did you get a 12-foot tree again? No, because I made the mistake last year and I put a mark on my ceiling because it was oh, too tall. So okay. I got a 10-foot. I think I could have one more foot. Like, I think 11 feet would actually be perfect. See, in that I have the opposite issue. Our you tr- went taller? We, no, we didn't mean to. We got it in. And it's like, it's a 13 foot tree. Possibly Your tree 14. is humongous. It is really big. And I don't know how you got all the lights on it. Jeff did it. 
there are a thousand lights on our tree. Are you kidding? By the way, I do the lights too. I do all the decorations. I do everything. Well, Jeff, Jeff okay. You know, so Jeff is actually he, helpful. He is helpful. Yes. So uh-huh. he was, like, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it was a tag team on the lights. Mm-hmm. It was also a tag team at yelling at our children to step away from the tree. While he was doing it? <laughs> While he was doing the lights. Okay, wait, did you guys bring the tree home yourself <laughs> and bring it in yourself or did they oh, deliver it? Oh, we drove down. Sorry, hold on. I had a little throg throg in my throat (laughs) we drove down i-35 with that thing strapped to the top of our car Uh and somebody sent me a video wait they saw you driving (laughs) with the tree that is so good um no it was like and so we brought our stand from last year it's a giant like with the rebar i think it's called rebar yes yes we have a big giant stand yeah so they put the stand on Uh there uh uh-huh so then they like I when I tell you there were seven guys putting this thing on top of our car, Huffman and Campbell were dying laughing because they were like playing peekaboo with our children while they were in the car while they yeah. were strapping the. I mean, it was such a production, and of course, we pulled the way the tree farm is set up is there's like a parking lot and then you walk into the tree farm. So our car was like parked at the entrance of where everybody was walking, trying to get in. So it was such a production to get the. And thing. they were all thinking, "What kind of crazy person brings this tree home totally. on their own?" Well, you know, Jim and I have had some of our biggest fights of our lives bringing the Christmas tree in. So now I know better. So we're going to check out. And I was like, I just need to find out how much it costs to get it delivered. I know we had it delivered last year, whatever. And so they told me and the girls look at Jim and they're like, Dad, just get it delivered. This is not going to end well if you put that on the tree and mom has to help you. And he's like, "Okay, fine. See, you would be so proud of me. Jeff and I carried artists in all 14 feet or 13 or whatever. Mm hmm. Oh, did you go through the front door? Uh-huh. And like around our bar. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a long walk from the car. Uh, Yeah. And it was like a 250 pound tree. What do you put underneath it? Uh, Well, we put a towel down. Oh, wait, like just walking through the house? No, no, no. Like underneath where the stand is. Oh, we put a towel down, but then Jeff like attached cardboard like you know, like oh, gotcha. basically like yes. a furniture, like those little. Oh like, yes, yeah. He I like put made socks on the end of mine. I wish I needed. Oh, I needed socks Jeff. would have been smart. I've you made could probably do of... a cardboard in a sock. Yes, that's probably a good idea because oh. then you can move it around mm-hmm. if you have cardboard mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, that's ours can slide oh, a little. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, we love the Wells family. But Jeff Christmas looked at me and goes, farm. "Never again." After we got it up and decorated, it's not that expensive goes, to have it delivered. Just have it delivered. No, no, no. Oh. He, it, it's too big because the way our ceiling is tall enough, it, but it's kind of. But it's angled added, like uh-huh, mine. That's uh-huh. what mine is. And so we really need one that'll fit in the corner of the room, which would be like a ten foot tree. Yeah. So I think this is our last year for like a giant tree. Mm-hmm. It looks beautiful though. It does. Although I had to go get more ornaments. What? Yeah, the, the, it just... Okay, here's a question I have for you. How do you... Okay, so we get an ornament every time we go somewhere to a new city, right? Oh, you we do. always See, get we an ornament. Magnets. We brought one from Tampa where we were over right. Thanksgiving. So our tree is filled with all family ornaments. That's that, same. Right? Same. How do you feel about the decorated Christmas tree where it all looks the same head to toe? Maybe we talked about this last year, but... We haven't. I have some thoughts on this. I don't... I like a tree that looks... Not perfect. Me too. However, I feel like there's a way to do it where it's a little bit of both. Yes. Where it's you like, can have a theme kind of running or like a certain color running through it and then you add on all your family ornaments. Yes. Maybe. I think that that's like the best. I don't like trees with tons of ribbon on them. 
I don't, yeah, I don't want it to look too decorated. However, when I go to somebody's house, usually when they have a tree like that, that's super decorated, they have one that's That's not. Gotcha. Right. So like, I'm all for it if you have multiple trees and maybe like the one in your front hallway is like the crazy decorated one. I was like giving one of my friends a hard time. She was like, you know, asking about trees or whatever. And I was like, listen, we're the type of family. We just throw it on. Like, you know, we, we, it's all the handmade stuff from the kids. Like you said, it's like when we travel, whatever. She got a quote from a local place to decorate her tree, uh-huh. $1,500. And I was, I mean, which probably sounds like how much you'd have to pay to have somebody decorate your tree from scratch with all the stuff, right? I think it was her providing the things though. Oh, wait a minute. She was, had all the stuff and the person was just going to put the stuff on the tree. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll do it for seven fifty. Right. That's what right I over. said. Yeah. I was like, no, I was like, that takes the joy out of it. Right. I, I would like someone to put the lights on for me though. <sighs> yeah. My trees, but by the way, my tree's still sitting there. There's no lights. There's the bins aren't even inside the house with all the stuff in it. That's okay. That, I mean, I was, every night I'm like, I'm going to do it, but then I make dinner. And then by that point it's nine thirty at night. I don't know. I feel the decorated tree thing. I feel like if you love that, Go for it. It's just not for me. Not for me. I love all my little ornaments. Remember when we got this here? Remember when we got this here? Look at this picture of you when you were five. Exactly. I mean, all the ornaments they made at Cassidy for, it's my favorite. I did get, so Huffman has a little blue tree in his room and Campbell has a little pink tree in her room. So if they make ornaments at school, they they can put it on their tree or on the meat. I mean, whatever, wherever they want to go. I don't really, but like, I I think it's okay to have a super decorated tree if your other you have a non one. Yes, you have your personal family ornaments yeah. on, displayed somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. But I'm also like, I don't know. I feel like Christmas is one of those things where it's like, to just do you go all out, don't do anything. It's all expensive. Oh God. The lights are expensive. I still have my pumpkins out, by the way. My pumpkins Wait. and my Christmas lights are okay. Out. I will plug this person <laughs> on the podcast. Jeremy? No. J.C. Farmer. He is a Cassidy oh, he's student. he's in Gracie's grade. Did he come pick up your pumpkins? So he is doing an eco pumpkin removal. So he is taking pumpkins from people's houses and he is disposing of them, I guess, on like his family's farm. Okay, I so can see that. So either for wildlife to eat. He's doing oh, it like... J.C.'s very industrious. You know, I think he also mows lawns and stuff in the summer. Does he really? Yeah, I believe it. Lawn. But yeah, he's and, great. and you know, I had those two big back pumpkins that are yes, about 100 giant pounds ones. each. Got them, no problem. Well, my guy who put them out there is supposed to come get them, and he's going to plant them on his farm and then grow the pumpkins for next year. Oh. But he hasn't come back to pick them up yet. Well, you need to call him. Well, I sent him a message yesterday. Maybe they'll be gone when I Well, anyways, if anybody DM us if you want your pumpkins removed, I think I, he, I, think I paid him 25 bucks. What? That's amazing. Yeah. So, and yeah. he's a Cassidy student. He's like, he's a great kid. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah, good. He's a really good I'm, kid. I, I got that vibe. I was yeah. like, I... He's, and he's in eighth grade. He's in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's in Gracie's grade. I said I assumed he was in high school. Nope. Well, he's really tall. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, if you saw him, you might think he was in high school. Yeah, he came. I think I'm assuming it was his dad and with a pickup truck. Oh, yeah, and they probably. took all the pumpkins. So so nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, what was your pet? I don't know. I didn't really have a pit. My other peak, I will say, I'm just going to plug it. My other peak was going to Tampa with my kids. Oh, yeah. And they played field hockey. Neely played. Good. She actually had fun, but they got to play on the same team. Oh, fun. And so it was so much fun watching them play What together. positions are they? They both played forward. 
Nice. Oh, so they were up front mm-hmm. together. They were up front together. They were passing the ball to each other. It was fun. Really fun was it bonding for them? It was. And Neely said it was, she just felt so much more comfortable that Gracie was there. She was Aww. less scared because Gracie was there. So it was really, and Gracie had a great time. She got to play on the U16 team, which was exciting for her. And it was fun. We loved him. I mean, it was like three days of 17 fields of field hockey from seven in the morning till six at night. There were teams from Argentina, Canada, like from all over the world. What? Yeah. Was the weather good? It was beautiful. It was like 72 degrees. Oh. It was cold, kind of cold at night, but it was perfect. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tampa was fun. I mean, I thought Tampa was a great city. Really? Yeah. It was great. I, really I thought like... it was going to be kind of a dump and it was not at all. Really? Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. And then I remember that Tom Brady and Giselle lived there, so it had to be nice. Mm. Did I ever tell you the time I like had Giselle's makeup artist for so okay I'll t- tell this story really quickly but so for one of my friend's weddings she was a concierge at the Beacon 13 wait right isn't that the in really, Boston in the other yeah, really yep. bougie hotel in yes Boston. yes Beacon yes I know so her all of the stuff for her wedding was all of these like celebrity people so her makeup artist and her hair person for her wedding was Giselle's like personal no. person so I get in the chair and I'm like is my skin tone at all like Giselle's? Do I look anything like Giselle? And then she was like, no. And I was like, is my hair texture? I, I was like, Brazilian. not the, like, just the texture. Is it at all like Giselle's? <laughs> this woman all, was probably like, oh my God. All of talking. my friends are looking at me like, Emmy, shut up. Yeah, this is embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. And she just kept laughing. And she was like, no, like, there's nothing about you that's remotely <laughs> like Giselle. And I was like, thanks. Okay. Thanks for crushing my dreams. Yeah. Well, we're really excited about our guest this week. Yes. She's going to tell us about something really wonderful going on in Oklahoma City right now. I know. Well, okay. So my family, we always go to the holiday pop-ups. I feel like this is just like one of those things we do in Oklahoma City. So we are so excited to have Cleo Rajan is the executive director of the Independent Shopkeepers Association, a nonprofit organization for local shops here in the state of Oklahoma. But she's also a part of the holiday pop-up shops. So prior to the ISA, Cleo worked closely with local shops for seven years, including through the management of the holiday pop-up shops in Midtown. She also worked as the internal communications coordinator for the city of Oklahoma City's public information office for five years. Cleo was born and raised in France and moved to Oklahoma City in 2011. Welcome Cleo to Action City. Looking for your voice to be heard? Have a passion and want to share it with those of a common mindset? Have a business or brand that needs to get the word out, but don't know where to advertise? Contact Black & Studios, a full-spectrum, cutting-edge podcast studio that services clients from all over the country. Black & Studios offers you more than just a podcast. We offer you an experience. In-house production from audio-video recording, editing, marketing, advertisement, and exposure with over thousands of people listening weekly. Black & Studios doesn't hesitate to back local businesses. So when you want your voice heard, Black & Studios has your back. Search Black & Studios on all social platforms. Email at podcast at blackandstudios.com or visit us at blackandstudios.com. And remember, it's Black.
Bonjour, Cléo. Bonjour. Comment ça va? Ça va et toi? Wow, that's you it. just pulled that out. That's all I've got. Done. <laughs> that's Should it, we but... do the whole podcast like this? Yes, let's do the whole. I'm going to need a few lessons before I continue on. <laughs> I'm a terrible on. teacher. I'm just going to tell you. You right are? Because I was going to ask if you would maybe tutor my 15-year-olds. Oh, no. My uh, fiancé is learning French and he just has to take his own classes. I can't. like. Is it just... then hard to listen to him try to speak it no he does a great job at just like you know when you like grew up learning a language you don't really know why it's the way it is right it's just right, like right, right. You, and, right. you haven't thought through how right. to structure like, it why is it this I don't, I don't know i don't know just is go go ask a french teacher <laughs> i don't know i mean we i took french so Cassidy required french from third to sixth grade i believe and then we could know. we only took french I love I love French. I love listening to it. I just think that really when hard. you learn it older and you already have like a somewhat Oklahoma accent, a French accent and that are not a good marriage. Well, okay. It's a little it's a little tough. <laughs> the accent thing, right? no. I feel like they could blend in, they could but blend it wouldn't be the most. No. You guys, my kids come home from school. They both take French actually. They come up from school and they say things and I'm like, that's not really how you say that. And they're like, "Well, mom, that's what so and so teacher said to say it." And I'm like, "Well, those, that person's wrong." <laughs> and I mean, I can't like really. And I'm like, "Are you sure that's how they said it?" And she's like, "That's how they said it." And I'm like, "Well, I don't think that's right." Just call me next time <laughs> I'm and call I'll you. confirm over the phone. We will confirm. Yeah. Because I don't know. I mean, I think it is kind of hard to have a really good accent. It well, is. and we are speaking in French because you are from France. Right. That's why right. we're talking about Which it. Which I am so obsessed with. Where in France are you from? Uh, Lyon. It's the second biggest city. It's just kind of right in the middle. So it's close oh, okay. to Italy, close to Switzerland. It's like a two-hour train ride to Paris. So oh, it's kind of nice. the perfect spot. How, what was Lyon like? It's like a smaller Paris. So you Which st- sounds better right <laughs> which sounds great without the tourists it's perfect um you know it's i think it has about the same population as oklahoma city just a lot more condensed you know oh, that means we're not sense. like and older 12 square miles yeah slightly older a little bit more history <laughs> yeah. uh, just <laughs> little buildings you know <laughs> but um it's just a really fun city um i lived there from when i was born until 17 when i moved to the U.S. and I still go back a few times a year because my family is still there. That's you must have learned how to speak English though from an early age because you, I would talking to you, I would never know that you I can were hear not your a accent a little speaker. bit, but not uh-huh. really. It's yeah. when you know, yeah. Um, well, I mean, like we took English classes growing up, but I think it was mainly just watching movies and TV shows and listening to music, like. The American culture was just kind of thrown on me growing up. That's so we so just watched, I watched everything French movies in and I try to like not read the subtitles and I try to hear what they're saying. And uh-huh. like, and I hear people say that I learned how to speak Spanish from watching, you know, Spanish right. TV. Yeah, and like, like telenovelas. Could I, if I only watched French TV from here on out, like, could I learn how to speak French? Maybe I really was also a lot younger. You know, that's, I was a true. child. Like, that's I couldn't thing. do this now. I don't think. No, it is so hard to learn a language as an uh-huh. adult. And I think even at like, I was telling you in third grade, we we took French, but like, I think even at third grade, you're a little late to the game. Yes. Yeah, I, well, I'm yeah. all about immersion. Immersion. Mm-hmm. There's a French immersion school in Norman. Oh, oh yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I follow some, them a friend Facebook. of mine, her kids go there. Uh-huh. We, I want to, well, that's a whole nother topic, but, <laughs> but the, I, I mean, I tried to put my kids, Gracie went to Spanish immersion, my 13 year old, when she was little, uh-huh. she went there until kindergarten. But she can't speak any Spanish. Yeah. I think the problem was there weren't other Spanish-speaking kids. It was only English-speaking kids and Spanish-speaking teachers. I think you got to mix it all together. Right. Yeah. And we also sense. traveled a lot. 
Like, you did. My dad, my dad loves traveling, and he took me to New York when I was in fourth grade. That was my first trip to the U.S. <gasps> oh that was kind of like when. What time of year? Like, okay. It was April. Oh, April. okay. Uh, April two thousand um, oh was my, my first trip to the U.S. And I mean, I was I don't know how old you are in fourth grade. And I was like eight, nine, and I was like, this is where I want to be. Um, really? It was in Oklahoma City back then. It was no, New it was York. <laughs> New York. Well, I wanted but, to be in New York too when I was. I went before fourth grade. I think was maybe my. First kind of like a real trip to New York. Mm-hmm, I yeah. can remember thinking the same thing. I was like, I'm moving When here. you're that small mm-hmm. and like everything's so everything's big. Everything's yeah. so big. And so then after that, I mean, you know, we did that California and I did, I think three weeks in California when I was 15 staying with a host, staying with a home, like host family. So nice. like you kind of get to like immerse yourself and like you don't have a choice. You have to speak English. Well, you know, that's there's it. nobody so at around. 15, that's, were you feeling fairly fluent in English? Yeah, I just had a very thick accent back then. Okay. Like I look back at videos like, man, I sound <laughs> French. <laughs> okay, so tell me you were... Born? Are you the oldest? Do you have any siblings? What's I'm the, the middle child. I have the, two brothers. Okay. Um, Middles are the best. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> uh, my older brother still lives a block away from my parents. And okay. then my little brother lives in Paris. Oh, nice. So, um, they're still somewhat close by compared to me. Yes, wow. compared to yeah. you. Well, so you did obviously traditional French school, which is maybe a little more rigorous than American it's school. Longer days, uh-huh. a lot more homework. Better food. Yes, yeah. I mean, what was you, the food like at school? That's what I really want to know. Well, I just went home because I, oh, like, you just I lived a from... block away from school. Oh, oh, nice. So I just, you know, we had an hour and I just walked home and my mom would have like, you know, some delicious chicken meal fries or whatever ready. And it was always good. Wow. Um, and then you go back until like five or six p.m. and you come home and you do homework. So five or six. Yeah, it was much longer days. And then like you know, I did a my senior year of high school in Irvine, California. That was the first year I moved. Okay. I'm like, Hold on, it's three p.m. and I'll have any. Or like I didn't like do any sports or, something, or anything. Right. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. I guess well, I'll so just go to the beach. I was going to ask, and so in France, you didn't do sports after school, or we had like Wednesday afternoons off. For okay. sports, just one day a week. Uh-huh. That would never. Unless like you got really into it. Oh, okay. But it was gotcha. outside of school. Like you would go find your own club and do your own. So sport. they didn't have sports uh. as part of school. No, I mean we had like a PE class, but gotcha. interesting. Yeah. That, which is so funny because like in America that would oh never my, fly. No, right. No. It is like they might as well take up, like half a day are on probably sports. Healthier. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's you're exactly right. They probably are. <laughs> I mean, so. you just walk everywhere. Well, so, so that's what true. about extracurriculars? What did you like in school? What was I I really liked history. Oh. Obviously, I loved English. That was my favorite topic. Um, Wait, and you mean English as in learning? Learning English. Right. Learning English. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when you get to like your junior year or maybe sophomore year, you have to pick like a topic that's going to be your specialty. And it's either like for your life, science, right? which definitely it wasn't. Um, and so it was like literature. So it was more focused on learning languages and history. And, and do you take like a that. test maybe as a sophomore that sort of d- dictates where you go with your life, with college, with... They just mainly look at like your grades and they tell you which like specialty you should go like fall into. What if you say, I don't want to do that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I, what happens. Um, you know, like sophomore year probably wasn't my best year grade wise. So they said, this is where you need to go. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, when you're like 15, 16, yeah, you, you just have no clue where you're going to go. I mean, um, I feel like that's so young to decide what you're going to do. But mm-hmm. I also kind of appreciate that sort of mentorship at a young age for some yeah. people, right? 
I don't know. I feel yeah. like that's like kind but of... At least it gets you thinking about it. Right. That's true. I mean, supposedly, this is my father loves to tell me this all the time. I don't know if you know this, but... I guess that in French high schools, there's no cell phones. You can't bring your cell phone to school. Maybe you're like till you're 15 or there's like some like government rule about cell phones. I at think school. your dad made this up. You know, I'm not sure. Cause, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. He like wants like to tell my kids this all the time. My senior year was probably when the first iPhone came out. So uh, and I remember and bringing it to America. school. This is no, like my recent. I did two senior oh, years. Two senior yeah. years. Oh, that was gotcha. smart. So my we senior call that year a, there. a postgraduate year. My husband right? did one of those. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember bringing my phone, but I think it's a recent law in the past, like yeah, three or four that years. Was, I mean, like 12, 13 yeah. years ago. Hmm. Well, uh, so what was the jump like to California? And what made you like, how did you decide to do that? Yeah. Did your parents recommend it? Did always... you go to them and say, I want to do this? No, they, I mean, they didn't want me to <laughs> leave. Uh, yeah. Well, they helped. Yeah. They did everything to make it happen because it's what I wanted. Um, but they were very sad to see me go. Uh, I don't know, you know, just growing up, it was like everything was like, that's where we traveled. That's the movies we watched, the music we listened to. You know, my um, grandparents on my mom's side actually lived in French Algeria back when my mom was born. And so when the war broke out there, the U.S. troops got them out. Um, And so she always, my grandma always tells this story of the U.S. soldier gave her Hershey's bar. Um, and oh so, you know, gosh, growing up, yeah. like that was the big story. So you were like, the you French to... people who liked the American people. Yeah, no, we love, we love you guys. <laughs> uh, you know, and that was like always like what I looked up to. I was like, oh, the opportunities are there. This is, you know, the cool place to be. And so, you know, high school came around and we started making plans. And I knew a family in California. And you had you met them when you had done your three week yes, stay. Yes, that okay. was the family. Oh, it was the same like, family. Mm-hmm. They said, if you want to come spend your senior year here, you can do it. And so I got on a plane with a lot of bags and huge suitcase. And, and did they have kids kids at their house? Like were they the kids had your a age? Daughter there? that was my age. Or a few months older, so she was going off to college okay. when I got there. Okay. Um, and they had a few other, like, kids from other countries that would spend a few weeks or a few months. But um, they let me stay there for a year while I did my senior year, um, which was very generous of them. And we're, obviously, you had liked them. You had spent three weeks oh, with yeah. them. and you. Uh-huh. And- um, they were just very sweet people. And it was like, you know, your typical American family, the dog, the pool in the backyard because it's Southern California. It was just uh, it was great memories. Like, you know, I got to do prom and all these things we don't have in France. It was just kind of, you know, the American dream. Was so it, you loved it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Was it easy to fit in? You kind of. Sh- it takes a few months, you yeah. know, I mean, you're it's not just like moving to a different country. You're moving to a new school. Your senior year, like everyone has their friends, right. and you kind of just get there, and you're like, "Hey!" But it's just you're kind of exotic. I feel like that's I, what I, I always I wanted. Think, to, like, yeah, be that's why people the... like kind of like started talking Somebody, to me. Yeah, I was actually just thinking about this because we would have foreign exchange students at my high school, and like we always like became good friends with them because we thought they were so cool. Yes. <laughs> like I don't know if they like actually liked us, but we loved hanging out with them. No, yeah, I mean, I met some great people down there for that year, um, and you know when I like did this everyone back home was like oh it's just gonna be one year it's okay and then halfway through it i applied to the fashion institute in la oh nice and got accepted so i was like okay well i guess i'm staying longer nice yeah was so that downtown la mm-hmm. okay yeah. is it was it fit him 
Yes. Okay. That's it. So I did an internship in LA downtown at uh-huh. the New Mart. Yeah. And I remember seeing, because there was a lot it's of girls. Is right next to the New Mart? No, it's kind of across a little bit, but there were a lot of girls doing their internships okay, gotcha. as well. Yeah. And they were kind of... With t- their fit and bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need yeah. to be on the lookout now when I go to LA. Yeah. Although, like, the walk from Fitham to the New Mart would not be safe. It was not safe. Yeah. Uh, no, it is sort of... I think downtown's nicer now than it used to be. It is. I went yeah. there a few years ago and it was very different, but... It was, I mean, looking back as a 17-year-old in a big city, it was probably not well, the thing. Well, I used to thing. ride the subway. Oh, yeah, me too. And I look Which back. It doesn't and go I'm very like, fast, I don't think. No, and it's really And it doesn't scary. go everywhere. Yeah. yeah. My sister still rides that subway. Well, She's 40. She could she take said care it, of herself. Well, that's true, but she did say it's a little sketchy. Yeah. It, it was very sketchy. Um, well, so did you like L.A.? I liked it a lot while I was in school. <laughs> like, everyone in my, like, school was really cool, but, you know... It was like a two-year associate's degree. So, at the end of it, everyone kind of went home. And I was like, oh, you know, once, like, your friends are gone, like, L.A. people are just, you know, different. It's a different atmosphere there. Was it a degree in design? It was fashion product development. Okay. Um, Product development. I have, like, extremely shaky hands all the time. So, sewing was not an option. (laughs) Uh, I tried and failed that class completely. (laughs) I don't think I'd do very well. I took sewing in college, too. And it was, we had to make pajamas. And mine were, like, wonky. Oh, no. Yeah, I took it one time and I I I made a vest. That was all I could muster. No sleeves. (laughs) No sleeves, people. No sleeves. And I don't even think it had a button. I think it was, like, an open vest. There was no zippers or anything. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so product development. So then what do you do with that after well i wasn't sure honestly um and so that's when i moved here oh you just picked up and moved to oklahoma maybe there was back then yeah okay. there was a relationship he was from here so i kind of tagged along not having had you here. met him in la uh-huh okay uh i had never been here i honestly probably didn't know what oklahoma was before uh, Why would you? Yeah, no, there's no right. reason. I mean, uh, no shade. No, it's 2011 right. too. Oh I mean, god, that was yeah, different. Totally. Yeah, different, that was know? like the beginning of the changes, though. I feel yeah. like yeah, um, all these good things. Uh huh. So I got here in September, and then I went to UCO for public relations and oh, kind of okay. blended the two. But you know, the the first six months I didn't have a car out here. What did you like, do? Nothing. <laughs> How did, did you live next to UCO though? No, I mean, by the time I started, I had oh, okay. a few like months in between. By the time I started, I got a car, but, you know, I had to get my driver's license and everything first because I didn't have one in L.A. Um, yeah, because so if you're downtown, just, you can kind of yeah. hop around. Uh, it was, you know, it was a hundred degree weather the summer that oh, I moved. God. It was just, oh, no, I didn't like, I didn't really know how to feel about Oklahoma yet. Back was that when we had the heat dome? Was 2011 the heat dome? Maybe. Uh, Amy didn't live here then. For no, the I, didn't. Down. Yeah, it was I remember bad. it being hot. Yeah, much hotter than anywhere bad. it had been. Um, yeah. But you went to UCO. Did you like UCO? I did. I did. Um, I wasn't too involved with like extracurriculars. I just like, you know, went, you went to and, class. Yeah. You- um, and then 2013 is where like everything kind of started falling into place. That was my second year there. And um, I had applied for an internship with Better Block. Um, the nonprofit that was trying to, you know, revive some of the downtown. Oh, they did a whole event down in. They did farmers the, market. The farmers market yes. that I went to. That was probably was that the, the very, very first, first thing I worked on. I it was so great. I loved it. Yeah, I I am passionate about that 
kind of thing about uh-huh. reviving neighborhoods. Oh, and so yeah. it was like, I can remember they were like little bikes you could rent or something. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a kind of a farmer's market set up outside and Urban yeah. was there. It was really cool. It, w- it was an awesome day. Um, I didn't actually get the internship with Better Blog. I like sent in my application because I thought it was really cool too. And then um, Allison Bailey, who was volunteering for Better Blog back then, kind of poached me and she was like, hey, I looked at your resume. Do you want to come work for my retail consulting business instead? Um, so I started interning with her in 2013. And that was, you know, a few months later was the first holiday pop-ups in Midtown. Like, oh my God, was that long ago? Yeah, I know. Really? Uh-huh. Where is it the wow. igloos back then? I mean, yes, was it but it was on Ninth first... Street. Oh, um, I remember where across from Saint Anthony. Is. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Um, well, no, no like in Midtown, up? like where Saturn Grill used to be back then. The year we did it, Saturn Grill was there. Where Kong's is now. Yeah, that grass oh, yeah. Right. oh, that's where you did it first. Uh huh. And it was like the, the sushi place. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was a really cold year. But <laughs> it was a really cold year. <laughs> you just remember it. them by how cold the year yeah, was. Yeah, super hot. They're it was really, super really hot cold. when I moved. Super hot. <laughs> and she's for still the first here, you guys. This is so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't. Run but I think, like you know, like getting to work with all the local shops through that event and through my internship with Allison is like when I started feeling like this was home. Like okay, you know, that was kind of like it. You know, in France, like everything is independently owned. Basically, like you walk out of your home and there's like you go to the like local light bulb store to get your light bulbs and your bread and everything and so that kind of like started feeling like i was seeing some of home here through those local shops which was really cool that makes a ton of sense because i try to always explain to people the difference between oklahoma city and other cities Mm -hmm. and i always say we're super local centric is kind of my catchphrase but that would make that's a very good way to put it because yeah we don't have i mean we have some national retailers of course but we really don't have a ton, as many, I feel like, as cities our same size in other mm-hmm. places. Yeah. And our small business are all like, they're all friends. Like, they're a really yes. tight-knit group of people, which I'm not seeing in other cities. And that's probably why, why they're succeeding more here is because they help each other more. So, that first year of the pop-ups. Uh-huh. So... Who whose idea is the pop-ups? Is this your boss's? It or? was Allison's. Okay. Um, and it was for two reasons. She wanted to one, you know, the big thing for people in Oklahoma City, because we're so spread out, was like they didn't want to like if they wanted to shop local, they had to drive to one place, then the next, then the next, rather right. than just like, you know, they like to go to the mall and shop all in one place. So it was to kind of bring all the local shops to one central point. So people could come shop several shops. And also it was to test the market for these retailers in downtown because there was nothing back then. I mean, there was not one retailer in Midtown that first year. Interesting. Um, Midtown didn't really exist in the way it exists now, right? I mean, camps was there. Uh I guess Saturn was there. What else was there? Saturn was there. Go-Go Sushi. um, McNally's was... It was just like restaurants. It was... Oh, right. Irma. No, Irma. What was the name of that thing? Irma's Burger. That was there. Uh Uh-huh. But was... The Dust Bowl and Fassler Hall there then? No, no that I building that wasn't was even there. 2015, I, okay. I want to say. Because 2014, the second year is when we moved to where we, we are, are now, now, 10th and Hudson. Um, and then like Fassler a, came yeah. and Blue Garden. Blue Garden. And then Walker started getting filled with retail. So in a way, I mean, you guys were sort of, you proved the concept. You proved it could work and gave probably some 
some hope to the people that wanted to come down there that it could work. Yeah, we had a lot of shops that either like already had a brick and mortar somewhere and did this and then ended up in like Auto Alley or Midtown. And then others that, you know, were just doing events back then um, and kind of tested the market and then ended up leasing brick and mortars around the area. Um, I think it was just good timing. Interesting. Um, Well, that's such an interesting way to like, I never thought about what the pop-ups did for that area. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're right. Like showing those retailers, hey, by the way, we can support a retail market in this part of town. That's kind of, it was kind of barren. And then now it's super, I mean, it just keeps filling up, filling up, filling up. Yeah. Which is highly beneficial to us. You know, when we open in the winter, like there's all these other things around us now, it's not just a destination. Looking back at that first year, Uh (laughs) how did you convince people? How did you, yeah. What were like the sales pitches? Like, how did you convince people to come do the pop-up? You know, a lot of them, were clients on the retail consulting side. Oh, okay. That and makes so sense. they kind of trusted the process. And, you know, we didn't need that many people to, I mean, we had the six domes and we had four weeks and people just wanted to try it out. Yeah. Um, there was no expectation. Like right. the bar was low because there was no expectation and it like turned out really well. There was a good crowd for a first year. Um, despite the cold, (laughs) it was, it was really fun, you know, and it was more people from the neighborhood that came out because we are also surrounded by residential neighborhoods. Um, and so they came out and supported the shops and it wasn't, you know, record breaking, but when it's the first year, it was still, you know, I think it provided them a platform to meet new customers, right? which they didn't, you know, they didn't have that before. Um, there wasn't that many events that were focused on local shops that already exist rather than, you know, new makers and crafts and things like that. Were there, is there, was there anybody from the first year that still does it now? Oh, almost all of them. Really? If they're still around. Yeah. I mean, Shopgood was there the first yeah. year. Um, Green Bambino was there the first year. I love Morgan. <laughs> <She's so> <laughs> My kids were already out of baby stage by the time Green Bambino, Bambino yeah. opened, so I didn't get to... It's good for gifts, though, for sure. That's, so I'm going to need some gifts here, people. I got a lot of babies right. on the people way. People don't realize Green Bambino, though, carries like the same... Like, they carry Duna, which is that stroller I have that has the wheels attached. I mean, she carries all of the national retailers that you can find online. Mm-hmm. And it's way better to get it and from it's her. Way better. Yeah. So she still does it. She still, yeah, she was there last weekend. Um, Shopgood was there last weekend too. I mean, I need to go back to the list, but if they're still open, they're, they're still, still doing, doing it. it. Yeah. I mean, my family, it's become a part of our just like holiday Tradition. traditions. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, so when did you kind of see the shift? I mean, how many years do you think it took for it to become that for people here? You know, so 2014, we moved over to 10th and Hudson. I feel like maybe 15 or 16 was, you know, like, because we progressively added Katie Bugs and the big oh, friendly yeah. and yes. the giant tree. Like, you know, it took a few years to add in those little pieces that make it a hangout An spot. An experience, than, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and so probably like 15, 16, and then like every year it's grown. Mm-hmm. Um, do you still have six stones or do you have more than that? So we changed. So there was a little bit of a, of a transition. Um, 2020, which... 
Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah, fun times. times yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, early 2020. 2020 was probably like, I think about all of the retailers uh-huh. having to pivot, but also you guys. It's like you're providing a teeny dome, which oh, was yeah, perfect no, in was the cold because you go cold, in there and hot. warm up. And then I'm thinking about like, oh, my gosh, a COVID virus. The last thing you want to yeah. go to is, is like a tiny dome. Yes. No, I know. Although we still went last year. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we got to get out of that. Yeah. Um, well, before that, before the pandemic is when the Independent Shopkeepers Association was created. Okay. Um, Which, by the way, I'm not a part of. You should be. Why? I don't know why. Let's talk. Let's talk. I would need to be at it. Uh Catherine loves to join a thing. I love, I I do love to join stuff. Go to meetings. Happy hours and things like that. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Sold. (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) Boring meetings. Happy hours. Yeah. Um, and so, so who formed that? Did Allison form that as well? or how? We formed it together okay. with a few other like retailers. Because I think, one, um, talking to all those shops over the years, they really like the pop-ups because they got to hang out together and they got to like share tips and, you know, talk about how they make certain things work and yeah. uh, help each other out, which they didn't have that platform the rest of the year. And they kind of wanted their own um, association mm-hmm. um, because, you know, they're not, a national retailer they function very differently than a restaurant so they you know i mean yeah, you know that it's, you know that right. it's it's its own bucket um and so you know that was kind of the idea behind isa and then allison donated the holiday pop-ups to isa back then um she must have known there was a pandemic coming she must, <laughs> she have, must known. have known um and so we launched it in january 2020 so the the sort of ownership of the holiday pop-ups moved from Allison's consulting company mm-hmm. into the ISA, yeah. Independent Shopkeepers um, Association. Yes. Okay. And, you know, another reason for it, too, is the holiday pop-ups always functioned as a nonprofit. It never... Right, it never was... Yeah, it was there to benefit the shops, but it wasn't, wasn't a, making, men, a money-making right. business. Which is wild to me because it could have been. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, just looking visually at the pop-ups, I mean, I feel like every year at Christmas time, there's like a picture of Oklahoma City and it's the pop-ups. Yes. And like, I mm-hmm. feel like visually there's not really anything like it. Right. So like that lends itself to it. But then also I'm like, you could have charged whatever for those and people would have paid. I know, but like that, you know, no, the I, point I'm just is saying, to support the shops. Right, right, and that's right. why like rent was always like, it will never go above 10% of their sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, which I think like, is, I'm, I guess my point is, is that's wonderful because somebody could have easily done oh, that yeah. to make. Well, yeah. there, I mean, you kind of had a little bit of competition in the winter shops. Mm-hmm. I, think the, it, I think it helped to have several things. You think so? On, that though, didn't yeah. last very long, though. They, I can't remember. That was like that two or three years, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then I think it started the same year. Maybe, maybe it started the same year, the year after, um, and then. But it was. I think what has made you guys successful is it was really about the community and Mm -hmm. it was about bringing people together and it was about supporting shopkeepers and providing an experience for uh, residents of Oklahoma City and to travelers. And I don't know if that was sort of the goal of the winter shops. I mean, I think they would say that's the goal, but I think what you guys did was really authentic. Well, honestly, I I never made it down there because, I mean, I'm at the pop-up. Right. You didn't say yes. (laughs) Uh, I think... Being in Midtown, too. We had right. such, like, a support system. You're surrounded on all mm-hmm. sides. Yeah. Um, that That's more of a shopping area than, you know, the downtown right, business right, district. Right. Um, so that helped a lot. Um, but so then 2020 happened. And obviously, we didn't want to put people in a tiny dome. So we just got open air tents. We're like, you know, we'll spread them out. People can still come out 
it's much better than the mall. Um, right. And we were able to fit more shops, which then kind of addressed this issue that we were hearing from customers the few years before that was that the domes would get too busy. They, and if you were there on would, a Saturday, yeah. it was impossible. Because you could only in. fit about five people in a dome, right? With the person working in there and all Probably, the stuff. And- yeah. Um, and then, you know, you would kind of walk in on busy days and there's just this wave of customers like taking you around and you can't really see everything. Um, that's and, so true. I kind of like, right. Yeah, you kind of been just, in like, that way. Especially if you have a yeah. stroller. Yeah. Right. Actually with the, with the kids, we're like, they just yeah. get so tight in there. Yeah. That's and then true. last year, like everyone was like, oh, this is great. Like, you know, you can walk in and out of a tent, go to the next one without feeling so crammed um, i thought you guys still had the domes why am i thinking not that? last year not last year those okay. like 10 by 10 open tents that's right okay i was i don't know why i was still thinking it was domes but that but makes they're sense. back this year they are okay. just two of them okay um and then like 12 tents holy cow yeah so we have like a lot more shops Wait, and that's awesome i know this is really cool i mean it's kind of you know one of the good things about the pandemic is that you had to reevaluate everything and it kind of brought a new perspective and it's like oh we can do this and actually fix all those issues we had before and i don't think we would have been able to see that without being forced to pivot and the the shape of a tent is more conducive to merchandising mm-hmm. than, than a round a, right. dome yeah. even though the domes are super so cute, cute. They're, and, and they're great see, with the wind oh oh you're right they're not going to blow over it's like just, a tent. they were made for wind which is great in oklahoma but it's really nice to have a mix of both and now, like people, the shops can come more than one week, and you know, because you like, have more spaces, right? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense because mm-hmm. that is true. Like sometimes we'd miss retailers because we we'll pick like a Saturday and mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, and then whoever's there is there. Yeah, we just mosey right. around and you know pick up last minute gifts or stocking stuffers. I mean, it's mm-hmm. great. I feel like I got so many random. I mean, that's the whole point, right? Right. Things that you wouldn't find otherwise. And then, by the right. way, you're never going to find on the internet because. Mm-mm. The internet is forever, right? right? Like I, feel, I get yeah. overwhelmed by the internet. Mm-hmm. I do too, but also I feel like that's the whole point. It's like, yeah, going to all the different shops. I couldn't do that in a Saturday, right? Especially with both my kids in mm-hmm. tow. So now I can just kind of wander around and give them a candy box hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. And yeah, <laughs> oh my god, that hot chocolate and those really marshmallows. Didn't so she good. make her own marshmallows? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's yeah, delicious. I love homemade marshmallow. Yeah, it really helps with the kids. And then the beer helps with the husband. Yes, so that does. Actually, that you're does. right. Uh-huh. I'm like, babe, go get a beer. <laughs> there was go some thought the, put into that. In the man's lounge. <laughs> right. Isn't it crazy how us as moms are content without either of those things? But my children and my husband both need uh, beverages. Yeah. Uh-huh. Actually, I don't know. I would drink yeah. hot chocolate for sure. No, that's right. I'd that's probably true. actually be in the hot chocolate line before my kids. For sure. Okay, so what's the process to apply to get into the shops? How does that work? So now that it's under ISA, it's a fundraiser for the association. Oh, um, nice. Is the way it works. Um, And so the members apply, I mean, April. Do you have to be a member to be in the Mm -hmm. pop-up shops? Yeah. So that's Um, good too then. So it benefits the members and the association can keep going year-round to offer the rest of the programming. But they apply in April and then get selected by a jury in July. Do you have to turn people down? Uh, I mean, I'm sure with somebody. more space, we're able to fit more people. 
So but I'm, it is does have to be curated. I mean, you can't. You know, right. I mean, you, it has oh, to have a vision. The most complicated puzzle in the world. It takes because like you can't have chart. all mm-hmm. card shops. You can't yeah. have well, all furniture stores. You can't. Right. Have all, and then not yeah. everyone's available all weeks, and you know they want a certain size, and so it got even more complicated with the new layout. But yeah, because honestly, I love stuff like that. I, yeah. I love to no, do a seating chart. This sounds. It, it feels can we join you for this process? Yeah. Once yeah. you figured it out, you're like, I did. Yeah. It works. Nobody else. Cares, but yeah. <laughs> you know, because it has to be like you said, curated too. We want the customer to come and be able to find gifts for kids, for themselves, for their mom, for their husband, and for everything. To you know, yeah, we can't just have all women's clothing. Um, that doesn't benefit the cu- the customer or well, the shops. And that's also ch- like I always loved that. I felt like Oklahoma City, all the shops there were direct competitors. However, everybody has their own identity. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure with that, too, yeah, you don't want two direct competitors sitting in the same tent next to each other. Right, yeah. Or even maybe in the same week. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be tough. It it is a hard puzzle. And with more shops, there is going to be some overlap now. Right. But, you know, my concern was always, if we add more shops, is it going to bring everyone's sales down? And it didn't. I mean, this past Mm. weekend was our record by 30%. What? Yeah, it was insane. Uh, Okay, do you think this is so gonna continue because i mean greta is up yeah 25 percent, 30 percent for this year over the six years i've owned it before Mm -hmm. this i'm really over it's been around whatever since 2007 so 14 years yeah are we gonna experience this next year i mean what are you are you hearing from people are they optimistic about next year i there's a duality to this i think the sales are looking great um and it's kind of giving everyone a boost of morale um and i think you know Everyone has been focused a little bit more on shopping local because of the pandemic, yep. which is great. I mean, the shopping local movement for years has been telling people, don't take it for granted. You have to shop local for all these reasons. And then when the stores had to shut down, like it like became obvious to everyone. Yeah. Um, and that's lingered, which is great. Um, I think this supply chain crisis is making people feel like unsafe to shop online that they're not going to get their things on time that's what i was going to ask you because i mean you're now with this retail consulting group so obviously you have your like finger on the pulse of all of this stuff i do not understand how all the supply chain stuff can be so messed up according to you know whoever Mm -hmm. but yet yeah local businesses are like up 30 percent well a lot of them either make their own products we have a lot of local shops here that make their own products but you have to get the raw materials from somewhere I mean, they get them locally a lot of times. And then a lot of them also, and that uh, grew during the crisis, was started carrying each other's products. You know, like you make soap, I'm going to carry your soap and I'm going to carry your candles. So they get their goods locally and are less, um, you know, um, open to all the woos of supply chain crisis. Right. But that's not everyone. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you have to order your products. Right. I mean, I have a ton it disrupts of everything because you have to order it earlier, which disrupts your cash flow. And um, so a lot of people are wanting to shop local right now because it feels safe. Right. Um, they're going to get their products. But also, I think there's a side of it that people are not really talking about is the shopkeepers are completely exhausted it kind of feels mm-hmm. like you're entering this new holiday season without having recharged your batteries from March 2020. 
Oh, interesting. You know, kind of like rolling into it and there's the labor shortage, which is affecting them really bad right now. Because that is one of the problems with this. You've got a staff. If you have a standalone brick and mortar shop, you've got to staff that shop. You've got to staff the pop up Mm -hmm. with people that are knowledgeable. Right. Um, And it is it does sort of spread you. Yeah. And that's the main reason in 2020 we went down to just two days instead of four. Um, and the tents made it easier to merchandise than a dome, too. So that cut down on their workload. Gotcha. <laughs> but, you know, also, like, during COVID, a lot of them had to grow their online presence and right. their online shop. A lot of them had to start offering curbside. And so now customers have these expectations. They expect all that. Right. They want to shop online from local shops. They want to do curbside and they want to shop in store. And that just requires a bigger team. Yeah. Which they're not able to hire for. Right. And they have to take on more hats and do all of this. So I'm seeing a lot of them just being exhausted from all yeah. of that. And even though the sales are up, I think they just, you know, ha- don't feel like they're completely out of the crisis yet because of these long term effects of it. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, by being at the holiday pop ups or even experiencing more foot traffic and sales at their shop, it kind of boosts their morale because they really thrive on these customer interactions. Right. That's what makes it worth it. So when a customer comes in and tells you that they like your product, you can help them out like that's what they thrive on. So I'm hoping we see more of that this holiday season. That's and it so gets true. them, you know, to 2022 with a better outlook. Can you tell at the shops in terms of the customers which customers are local and how many have come from other places? Maybe from a smaller town in Oklahoma. Maybe they were here for the weekend for a work trip mm-hmm. and they popped over. Is there any way to sort of gauge that? You know, we used to um, take zip codes from uh, purchases, and a lot of them was neighborhood Edmond, but then we also had some from almost every single state it was crazy um and i think the opening weekend we see a lot of either um from other towns in oklahoma or out of state because people are visiting family and the families take them over uh, but we see it throughout the season there's a lot of people from out of state that visit it and i i don't know i think we're getting more media coverage but you can definitely tell um, when you watch the interactions with the customers, a lot of people just don't know about them. Um, and then we'll shop online from them throughout the rest of the year or even uh. local customers who didn't know about a few shops there will return to their shop. Um, we've seen a lot of that because they're kind of keeping track with comeback coupons. A lot of people will go visit their brick and mortar. Oh, so you've been oh, to the nice. tent or the, or the igloo. Mm-hmm. And if you take this coupon and come back to the shop, yeah. you get a 20% mm-hmm. discount. Because that's the point, too, is we want mm-hmm. these customers to shop from them the rest, the rest of the of year, year, not just the holidays. Um, and a lot of them, people will go straight from the pop-ups to these brick and mortars. Wow. Um, and then return throughout the year, which is probably my fa- favorite part about it. I mean, and that's a deliverable. I mean, that's something mm-hmm. that you, you can prove. That's yeah. worth the 10% in sales. Right? I mean, they, right. they pay to the mm-hmm. Shopkeepers Association. I hope Definitely. so. Yeah. yeah that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, it's fun. Well, so what other services does ISA provide throughout the year to independent shopkeepers? So we do continued education. We do these classes called Shop Talk, Um, you know, because as a shopkeeper, you have to know everything about everything from like accounting (laughs) to merchandising (laughs) to marketing to, you know. Or you have to know you don't know and then hire someone to do it. Yeah. Um, And so we do classes on that so everyone can feel a little bit more confident in what they do every day. Um, we do our happy hours, which are always fun. Um, our One of our biggest projects is the state of retail. So every year um, 
we pulled data from shops throughout the state and put together a like 45 page report on the state of retail. Um, Is that one, your job? Yeah. Do you oh like gosh, it? Yeah. I love I love that part. Oh say, my gosh. That would be really actually very that actually would really be really fun. Interesting. I'll send it over to you. It's really fun. If you need some interns, Emmy and I'll yeah. We do like data. We love data. Oh, I do I too. love I could like, make I a, love a dashboard. Too. Oh, I yeah. love that. <laughs> I love a good graph. You need some proofreaders. Yeah. yeah, you can call us. Oh, I don't know if I could proofread. I just like to read it. <laughs> I like when someone else has put it together and then I just give recommendations. Right. After yeah. like I don't like big, to like yeah. put to get the stuff together. I want to be oh, the I second like person in line. Like it's it's really cool when you start like diving through the numbers and you see a trend. I love that. Um like in this last one, like there's a trend of micro shops right now. Like there's shops that have opened in the right. last like two or three years are smaller and smaller in sizes, which is really interesting. Um and so there's two reasons to do this report is one because the shops didn't have any way to benchmark themselves. They're like, oh, I'm doing good compared to myself last year, but I don't know what the average rent is for local shops. I don't know like what the average transaction is. Um, So now they're able to look at this report and be like, okay, this is how I'm doing compared to others. And then also to send it to, you know, state and local lawmakers so that they can help out um, and actually understand local retail Um, because it's always been kind of an overlooked industry. And so we want to give a clearer picture of both the challenges and also everything they bring to the table, because collectively they're more important than Walmart or, you know. Well, and it's also what gives the city its personality. Right. And I think that that's really what we're selling, right, is Mm -hmm. the personality of Oklahoma City. And if you don't have that, those local retailers, it has no personality. And what's really the point? I always say if you have family coming to town, you're not going to take them to Walmart or Target. They have the exact same one at home. Totally. And they're the face of the city. Like without them, we have no character. Um, And so when I first met my husband, he loved a chain restaurant. Okay. Chili's was his favorite restaurant. (laughs) And it's not that his whole family sort of thought that way, but I was sort of the black sheep of the family because we would go to a, you know, on a trip somewhere and I'd say, I'm not going to a chain restaurant. I I refuse. We're going to find a local restaurant. And so over the years, they have stopped making fun of me and they're now in my camp. But if we go somewhere and there's like a second location, they'll say, you know, this is a chain restaurant. (laughs) There's another location. I'm like, okay, two locations is fine. But 10, (laughs) no. local. Yeah. (laughs) We cannot do that. Well, you want to really experience a place when you visit you know know? that's my favorite thing is to shop on a vacation (laughs) so i'm all about it and if you and that's the thing if i people do this with greta all the time they'll look up who carries veronica beard who carries golden goose who carries ganny a brand that they recognize Mm -hmm. so it tells them about that specific shop but it also tells them about the neighborhood that the shop is in right that they may also like the other shops in that neighborhood. That's so true. it's one of the easiest ways to research another city mm-hmm. is to find out where the shop is that carries things that you like. And then, you know, they're going to be surrounded by other shops. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. I never thought about that. That's true. Yeah, that's actually really true. I, and people like show up. I will say you can you can use this for your report. But the number of people that have come to Greta, let's say in the past nine months who are not from here, who are Traveling here to visit family, but traveling for work mm-hmm. from Denver, Dallas, Houston, um, Chicago, and mm-hmm. they just literally are here for work and they want to have a few hours off and they want to come to, and they end up at the shop. Mm-hmm. And that was never the case for the first five years. Nobody was traveling yeah. to Oklahoma City for work, but yeah. that is happening. But now. there's, I mean, like 
tourism here has kind of exploded. Like, you know, we've had so many articles throughout the last two or three years where it's like, you know, we're on the top 10 list of places to visit. Um, and I think that's really helped because local shops benefit from that a ton. Um, so hopefully that keeps growing. But, you know, it's kind of a two way street. We need more local shops to be here and to succeed for tourism to succeed too. You can't have yeah. tourism without local shops and local restaurants. So yeah. Well, so what are the qualifications to be able to join Independent Shopkeepers Association? You just need to be a locally owned brick and mortar in the state of Oklahoma. Wow. Um, okay. and, you know, but not restaurant, not a restaurant. No, because I mean, honestly, okay. I don't know. So you can really sell restaurants. So wouldn't be yeah. much. I think you can sell anything. There is a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. there is. Yeah. So you can sell anything. Bird, bird oh, feeders. Oh yeah. You know, whatever. we even have coffee shops because I feel like they operate a little more like oh, retail, retail than mm-hmm. a full service restaurant. Um, we have bakeries like Katie Bugs. You know, we have women's clothing and home goods. We have you know picture framing or um, anything like that. So there's no limitation on what you sell. So you sell. can be a professional just with a brick and mortar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as or long like as, a more of an artisan, I guess. Right. Yeah. As long as you're open to the public and you're independently owned and operated. Um, okay. Yeah. And you just go to your, well, Amy and I'll get to that part. We'll ask yeah. you about how people Well, I was going to ask, like, we're ready for first final question, yeah. if you can believe it. Oh my gosh. So our first final question is a three-parter. So... Okay. You in 10 years, mm-hmm. um, the holiday pop-up slash, I guess, the association in 10 years, mm-hmm. and then Oklahoma City in 10 years. Kind of where do you see these three things? Where do things? I see it? Yeah. Where do I see myself in 10 years? Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, a man. big question. Well, you're I'm engaged. 40, so. You're engaged, I know. I am, When's yeah. the wedding? December 30th. Oh, oh my God. Wait, like this my year? Da- like that's my daughter's birthday. What? My oh birthday is December 27th. Is it? So that's my sister's week. birthday, December what? 27th. I know. Whoa, such a tough time, week. girls, to such have a birthday. A good, it is. I love time. it. My parents did a very good job at separating the two and getting gifts. They did. Days. We did yeah. a horrible job for my sister. Okay, so uh, December 30th in Oklahoma City? 21C. Nice. Is your whole family coming from France? Well, that's one of the reasons we're doing it then because they are flying here for Christmas. So we're going to do it while they're here. They haven't been here since 2014. So there's so many different things to show them now. Oh, are they Uh, staying at 21C too? They're staying with us. Oh, nice. um, But I think the night of the wedding, they'll stay there. Um, I love love their rooms. I mean, there's not much going on on my schedule in December. So might as well. I don't know. It'll be be small and intimate. So we're trying to do it without the stress. That's wonderful. We'll see if that's possible. Um, (laughs) But so that, yeah, that's happening. Um, I don't have any like main goals for myself for 10 years other than keep growing ISA. You know, we launched right before the pandemic and then the first year was just crisis management. Um, And so now it's finally like being able to look towards the future for it. Like I want to be able to involve more shops in it and grow the team so that it's not just me, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, and like statewide, we are a statewide organization. Obviously, most of them are here, Um, but I want to like be able to help shops in Tulsa and all throughout the state. You know, we also started this weekend of local campaign um, this past summer that I'm going to do again next year and hopefully bigger for it's kind of a small business Saturday in the summer um, because we need more of that. Um, so being able to include more stores and even, you know, small towns too, so that everyone can benefit from being part of a group that supports them. Um, and same for holiday pop-up shops. I would love to see the pop-ups open in Tulsa too, in different locations, but also keep growing here, you know, 
Um, we're limited by space, but I want to find ways to keep growing the event so more shops can participate. And double decker can- tents, like <laughs> dome on dome on dome, 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 dome. two story domes. <laughs> that sounds scary. Is there an opportunity to have a pop up shop at another time of the year? What would be the other? You know, big shopping. That's something that's always been a question Easter or something. Yeah. Um, something a little warmer. It, the sales probably wouldn't be like as right, crazy as, as, great as they, right. the holidays, but it's doable. It's a, it's just a really expensive event to put gotcha. on. So it would require a lot of sponsorships, I think, is the main thing. If we can get sponsors for another time of year, I think local shops would be very interested in doing it. Isn't March a really good retail month? March is pretty good. But you mm-hmm. know what? You know what's the, really the best... Yeah, well, May, May this year. That's, uh-huh. right. that's in the report. That's in the state of retail. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, May was our, your May is our best sales. month ever. Which is why because the that's store. like sales season. And there was I, like, nothing on sale. Day. I put nothing on sale uh, and it was the best month. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. You're like, saying graduation, Mother's, Mother's day, day, Father's Day, all of those. Yeah. yeah but what's I interesting is May. I don't sell a lot of presents for that kind of thing. But I wonder if it just puts people in the mood to buy. To buy stuff. I and like the was, rest of the yeah. year, right. they're like trying not yeah. to shop as much because they're saving for those holidays mm-hmm. and then they just go all out. But you know what? November just usurped mm-hmm. uh, May for me. Oh, it did. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. That's wow. Awesome, that Isn't is that awesome. I know. So you're, 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 in Oklahoma, you're in Oklahoma City for the long haul. Oh, yeah. Is your fiance from here? He's from Pryor, Oklahoma. Pryor. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Growing up in Lyon, were you thinking, yes, I'm going to be marrying Marry a boy somebody from, from Pryor, Pryor Oklahoma? Oklahoma. <laughs> Number one, I didn't know what Oklahoma was. Number two, I definitely didn't know what Pryor was. Right? No, I love it up there. It's fun. Um, I hate to admit this, but here. I don't know where Pryor is. I don't It's either. like northeast of Tulsa. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Ish. It's a two and a half hour drive. Kind of near Pahuska. Is it sort of up there? No. Where's Pahuska? I don't know. I'm not sure. Wait. It's kind of near to- north of to- northeast of Tulsa too. Oh, in Osage oh, County. That's right. That's right. I don't know. We're gonna get a map out. Okay, we should. I don't even know the names of the highways that are. That I don't either. We just drive. I just drive. I'm like the highway that goes to the airport, like the 41. And they're like, yeah, wait, the one no, that goes downtown, the one that goes down. That's how we did it. So you're you're an Oklahoma Cityan. Mm-hmm. Officially, I became a U.S. citizen this what? summer. What? Yeah. Congrats. After 13 years, I finally became a U.S. citizen. Well, what do your parents think about that? I think they're excited. Um, Although, I still can have your my kids f- get a dual passport? Because mm-hmm. that, yes, is, the that is the key to the both. whole thing. I have both. Do not give up your I French passport. I tried out in September. We flew home for a few weeks and I got to use the French one to get into Europe and the U.S. one to get in here. Nice. That is my absolute dream but oh, it had been passport. my dream to have for 13 a, years a, a yeah. passport of a country in the european union which obviously does not include england anymore or the uk yeah but i mean a french passport would be preferred gets you anywhere you can go anywhere yeah yeah and by the way you can work in europe too mm-hmm. like one day when i retire to france then i could work there that's a good plan i'm gonna need myself find myself a french husband <laughs> that's the, can you introduce me to some people I have to I get rid of my current few. husband, I guess. But <laughs> I know a few. We'll, we'll you find do perfect, something. perfect. Yeah. Brothers. But also, there's so many French people in Oklahoma. I there like is. Oklahoma City. Yes. Are you like in the French group, uh, the Alliance Française? My mom's favorite. I am group not of in that. Um, through the like Houston consulate, I'm one of the chefs, is what they call it, of the area. Like if there's like an emergency or a disaster, uh, I'm in charge of helping out. Um, other but, French citizens uh-huh, or? yeah wait that's but there, cool but like, I feel like there's always been not a lot of French people I, that's maybe a big word but there's been a presence of 
French culture and French language in Oklahoma City since I was yeah. little, really. That's cool. Not really French food as much. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a <laughs> subject. Enough. We Never will talk enough. offline about how you, where you find baguettes. Let's not talk about it on here because okay. I have some thoughts and I don't want to offend anybody. Opinions. You do? Yeah, okay, yeah. good. Of course I have opinions Oh, my God. I can't wait. We're going <laughs> to... I'm having a real hard time with the bread situation in Oklahoma City in general. So, it's, we'll talk about it's that It's not later. ideal. It's not ideal. Yeah. Okay. So, final question. Okay. And this is going to happen to you in three weeks. Uh-huh. Your family comes to visit from France. They uh-huh. haven't been here since 2014. Yeah. You pick them up at the airport. Uh-huh. You have one free day. The pop-up shops aren't open. You're not doing They're any wedding closed. planning. Uh-huh. You have one free day to take your family uh-huh. anywhere you want to show them Oklahoma City and what's happening. What do you take them to do? You know, that's funny. That's what I'm trying to figure out right now and lay out the plan. Um, I mean, obviously, all the shops. Um, and I can't pick one. You can't make me pick one. No, it's possible. hard. But I think I'm going to take them to Auto Alley and do all the shops there. Then we'll hit Midtown. Um, Nichols Hills, we'll do the plaza. I remember when I took my parents to the plaza in 2014, my dad called it the Melrose of Oklahoma City. <laughs> <laughs> As in like Melrose Place? Yes. That, oh yes. my God, that is so cute. Um, so we'll hit all of the districts. It'll be totally so that, different now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Um, we made reservations for non-such. Nice. I want them to try <gasps> I've it. I've never been. Oh, what? Oh, I know. It's, so it's really good. I think they're going to like that. I'm going to take them to Marietti's experience. Too. Oh yeah, the new Marietti's Have is you been good. to the new one? Oh, good. It is? Yes. Okay. Uh, it was delicious. So I agree. I, I think I'm going really there for good. drinks mm-hmm. on Friday. You should order like an app or something. Okay. It's really good. I, I never miss an mm-hmm. opportunity to order food. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, they're here 10 days and I think I'm going to struggle to cram in all the new restaurants we've had since 2014 and go to all of the shops. Yeah. yeah tell um, us some of your favorites. Uh, of the shops or the restaurants? restaurants. Because okay. uh, yeah, shops, I know you can't play favorites. <laughs> I mean, Mary Eddie's, I was super impressed with. Uh, Nonsuch is awesome. Halls, we love halls. Have you been to Harvey Bakery yet? Not yet. I've been I have not been. I tried to go on Sunday, and guess what? They're not open on Sundays. Well, oh. I thought what kind of bakery is it not either. open on a Sunday? Yeah. People. You can not open the pizza place on Sunday, but bakery? Well, they go to church. That's like their, that's their thing. Oh. Okay. I heard though that uh, somebody was telling me at Harvey they have like a really good like if you're vegan they have a great vegan menu which I was oh. not expecting. Hmm. Okay, I'd like to have a vegan menu, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been driving past it on my way to the pop ups every morning, and it looks packed. Well, you've got to stop yeah. for a croissant, and then you can. I assess. just start leaving the house earlier, oh, and true. I'll come back for a podcast on croissants, and we can discuss. Well, I have a whole idea about that. Okay, you guys. But oh, there would be, be a, a tasting. There's, of right? course, there would okay. be a tasting, and I think you can like evaluate a city based on how good an American city based on how good its croissant is. I would agree. So, I was going to say, agree. I feel like you need to invite her because she probably really knows. We, um, uh, yeah, we, we to. fly to DC a few times a year just go to, just to go to our favorite restaurant. What is it? The Diplomat. And it has the oh, best bread. I feel like my my sister lives in DC. I'm gonna have to ask her about it, but I've heard of it I before. Bet she's been there, it's so she's good. a foodie. Well, like too. go there for a weekend and eat there every single meal. Really? Yeah, it's awful. Oh my, it's god. oh my god! I need to make it to DC to visit my sister. Yeah. So you basically, I mean, are gonna have your family is really lucky because you know all the hot spots. You know, you know every single shop. They're going to have the best tour of Oklahoma City ever. I think it's going to be really ever. fun for them to meet all of their shops. You know what? Actually, They're going to get a lot of hugs. What activities sort of, are you yeah. going to do? I mean, Factory Obscura is oh, on the yes. list. Um, I mean, all of the museums we have. Oh, Scissor Tail wasn't here. 
Oh, you're right. Scissor tail wasn't here. Scissor tail back. First Americans. I haven't been there. I mean, that's why like I haven't either. Mm, Like I'm going to take them there. The zoo, Polly. They didn't get to go to the zoo last time. Emmy's a zoo expert. uh, Lights. I was looking at that. Mm -hmm, It's awesome. I'm hoping that's still going on. I think it is till New Year's. Okay, I think so. We can do that. Yeah, actually, there's a driving one and a walking one. If you don't have small children, mm -hmm. do the driving one. Oh yeah, because the small children are everywhere. <laughs> As somebody with small children, I'd be like, it's hard to keep track yes. of them. Yes. Well, that is. I was we'll sort of thinking that, in yeah. the in the because Emmy and I. This so this is the question we ask every single guest at uh-huh. the end. That's our final question of what do you take people to do. But you know, it would be sort of interesting if if the ISA sort of curated like the perfect day in Oklahoma City. Perfect. You know, three I days, thought about like, doing it, that. You had it on I your I'm website. Do that next year, like. And even like do it with maps of like yeah oh yeah walk right is like this well, is where you start yeah, and do, it. do a yes. little route. Ah. I've been wanting to do that. I think this we can be- help you because yeah we've, okay. we've kind of done it in, in our own ways. Right. Yes, just with yeah. That's for my birthday last year. I told my husband, I go, all I want is a day, like a day of shopping. I was like, I don't even nice. care. Like I just want to be able to walk around and shop all day. And he's like, okay, okay, <laughs> simple, sounds simple. So yeah. But well, okay, so yeah. Where can people find the holiday pop up shops? More information about it. Give us the exact address. Where can they find Independent Shopkeepers Association? Give us all that good stuff. So pop-ups were right on the corner of 10th and Hudson in Midtown and we're open Friday through Sundays until December 19th. So we have three weekends left and all of the shops rotate and you can find all the hours in the list of shops at okcpopups.com. And then ISA is isaok.org. And you can find the State of Retail Report if you want some fun read. Yeah, Uh, that would be fun. Oh, yeah, it is fun. Uh, And then, you know, there's information about membership and all the other programs we have going on. You know, one of the things we're going to start that we had planned for 2020 was the Shoppies, which is... An oh, award an award ceremony? Yeah. I love that. That is darling. So that's probably going to happen in March or April. Can Emmy and I come to the oh, award absolutely. ceremony? Absolutely. The, yeah. the Dundies. That, that was actually, that was yeah, that was it. That was the If you uh, need presenters, we, yes, we would we'll be. present. Oh, that would be fun. Oh, We're kind of like, like the that. two guys at the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> I love those guys. I love those guys. <laughs> okay, I'll probably get in touch with you yeah, for that. Perfect. perfect. Okay, sign me up. I want to mm-hmm. be a member. Okay, I'll send you the report. We have a lot of things to talk about post-show. Bread. Bread. Croissants, uh-huh. membership, membership. Okay, yeah. well, well, we'll report back, you guys. Thank Cleo, you, thank so you much. so Thanks much for, for coming. This, this was really such fun. a sweet surprise. We it really, really appreciate was. It. We can't come to wait to come to the pop up shops. I'll be there. Yes, actually, okay. probably Saturday. I can't decide. I don't know if we'll do this Saturday or next, but we'll be there. I'm not. It gets busy. It does, but like you know, come at opening. Busy is fun. Uh, I like when there's a lot of people. Well, my kids are up at seven, so I will. Oh, you'll be ten a.m. Yeah, that'll be like a lot more relaxed than. The crazy crowds. Okay. Yeah. But everyone idea. should still come. It's not that crazy. The crowds are fun. You yeah. Know it, it, yeah. Yeah. It's part it of It tells you that you live in a city. Right. I love it when places are packed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like we the used energy. to not have that at all. I know. It's so cool. people should appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay. We'll see you See you later. Up. See you at the pop-ups. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate your listening to these stories. You can find us on Instagram at ActionCityOKC or for business inquiries, email us at hello at ActionCityOKC.com. Action City is produced by Blackened Studios. You can find the studio on Instagram and Facebook at Blackened Studios. Creative services provided by Ranger Creative. Music written and performed by Kansas City Bankroll. Bankroll.